0: Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I am your host, Annie F. Downs, and I am so happy to be here with you sitting behind this microphone thinking of you is one of my very favorite things. So I am so thankful that we are both here today. I hope you're having a great day. I just got finished with the conversation that we're about to let you hear. And that's kind of how I usually do. I usually do the conversation first, and then I kind of do the beginning and the end of the podcast because I want to have some context to what we're talking about. And I'm not kidding you. I would have introed this so differently before we recorded than I will now. So it makes me all the more grateful that I waited. Because here's the thing. I... I called my friend Scott Sauls, who's the pastor here in Nashville, a pastor of Christ Presbyterian Church, also an author. His first book was called Jesus Outside the Lines, and his most recent one is called Befriend, Creating Belonging in an Age of Judgment, Isolation, and Fear. And I just wanted Scott to kind of sit down with us and talk about friendship, talk about what it means to like care about people and welcome people. He's a super welcoming personality. If you've ever seen Scott, if you haven't seen him, you should go watch his videos and kind of see him teach. But he's just this really, he has a really kind presence about him and a really welcoming presence. And I kind of wanted him to talk about that with me because I want, for me and for you and for our friends, I want us to be the kind of people that invite other people in, the kind of people that are the open arms people. And I feel like Scott really is. And so That's what we sit down and talk about, and that's how we started. But, man, we ended up spending so um, much of our time talking about the importance of the local church. That really matters to me because I grew up in the local church. And I, though I travel a lot of weekends, my rule with my events is that I really try to be home on Sunday so that I can either go to a morning or an evening service and, and be a part of the church. I'm plugged into here, but man, church is not always easy. And my guess is that there's some of you who like hear church and go like, ah, forget it. I'm going to skip this episode. But can I just encourage you to stick with us and listen to Scott talk about what the local church does for our souls. It's not about the teaching or the playing of instruments or the worship time and there's something he brings into the power of perseverance in a church setting that has really impacted me today and really moved me. And so it's just an interesting conversation about humans <laughs> and about the church and about what it looks like to be friends with people that aren't, aren't easy to be friends with and what it looks like maybe to grow up. So um, I am grateful for Scott's voice, not only in my life through his writing and his social media, you can follow him everywhere at Scott Saul's. Um, and we'll link to that in the show notes and on my blog, but, um, you can follow him everywhere and and hear his words and his words are really welcoming, but I think this conversation is really welcoming, but not always easy. He pushed me on a couple of things and I was like, yikes, Scott's right. And I don't like the way that feels. So, um, if that happens to you, me too, you guys, me too. So I hope you enjoy and will stick with and listen to and Maybe let's wrestle about a little bit some of this conversation with pastor, author, all-around good guy, Scott Solves. Hi, Scott. Welcome to That Sounds Fun podcast.
1: (laughs) Hey, Annie. I'm having fun already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I always feel so weird welcoming people like that, but it feels like the right thing to do. But it's not, I don't know, it just always feels bizarre like we are at a place. Mm -hmm. I guess we are
1: emotionally. Uh yes, we're friends. <laughs> we are friends. Yes, and that's how
0: this works. That's exactly yes. right. Okay, mm-hmm. I you're a pastor here in Nashville. Yes, Christ Press. Christ Presbyterian is? Church in Nashville. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And y'all have two campuses.
1: We do. Uh, we're uh, in South Nashville and also near Vanderbilt.
0: Which one do you like more? <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I like them both, but I'm I'm uh, more frequently at the central location and which is worth South. Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do
0: you, but you do travel and speak at the downtown one sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I'm
1: there about um, once every month and a half.
0: Do they have a speaker there live, a pastor who speaks live, or do you yes. video in?
1: No, he's, uh, we, we have a dedicated pastor to that location. Yeah. So
0: yeah. tell me a little bit about that model. It's interesting um, to me, especially in Nashville and churches mm-hmm. and all the things. There are some churches who are choosing to video their pastors on, there's some churches right. who are who are planting parish like places right. that are having their pastors at that campus that teach yes why'd y'all pick the model you picked
1: uh we picked the model that we picked because i'm not physically attractive enough to be on the screen oh, <laughs> Scott. um but but outside of that it's a prettiness uh, problem no. yes yes <laughs> um you know, I think both models uh, have their strengths and their weaknesses. But for us, we really wanted to build a team of of different voices, so that 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 our that our different locations would have different voices. Because you know, maybe somebody doesn't connect as well with me as they might with with Stacy Croft, who's the the pastor at, at our in town location. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we also just like the idea of being present uh and being able to engage with and be in relationship with the people that you're you're speaking to and also the different neighborhoods of nashville Mm -hmm. have different dynamics about them and and different issues and and so this is one way of i think really you know contextualizing you know where the people are um you know by having a local dedicated so what made y'all pick because you're
0: on vanderbilt campus practically
1: Almost. We're uh, right now meeting in a space called Scarrett Bennett, which is so directly pretty. yeah, it's directly across the street from Vanderbilt, uh, about a block from Satco and Ben and Jerry's oh, yeah. and all those great places. But they uh, yeah, they uh, launched about a year ago, um, and uh, they've been going strong. I, uh, and and and. Uh, uh, yeah so um, my, one of
0: my interns this summer goes there oh, okay. and absolutely loves it I, oh, good. was that strategic of y'all to be that close to a college campus were you thinking about that or was it just a good venue cuz yeah. she says this is where we walk. We can walk there, so we yeah. walk there.
1: Well, we just said to ourselves, "What do we need to do to get Annie Downs interns in our church?" And <laughs> oh my so, guys, right? <laughs> um, no, I, he, uh, Stacy was actually a campus minister for one of the campus uh, ministries at, at Vanderbilt for about ten years. Oh wow! And so it's just natural to plant him in that neighborhood because he's got so much familiarity so with smart. faculty, staff, admins, students, and. We've also got, you know, a lot of folks, you know, that are doing uh, in, our com- in our church community doing campus ministry at Belmont. Mm-hmm. And so and also a lot of Music Row people. And, yeah. and so this just seemed like a really uh, obvious place to put sort of our second location yeah. um, because of where so much of our, our church ministry is happening out in the city in those neighborhoods right. and campuses. So
0: let's talk about something really important, SATCO. Because I yeah. think people not from Nashville don't know what Satco is, but put some words around Satco yes. for non-Nashvillians.
1: San Antonio Taco Company, right? Um, and uh, it's 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 sort of an establishment uh, in Nashville uh, that um, yeah sits right across the street from the Vanderbilt campus. And there's and only one
0: location. Uh, as right. far as I know, yeah. I mean, you would
1: know that. You've been here a lot longer than we have. But um, Have I? When did yes, y'all get here? We got here about uh, four and a half years ago. <gasps> really? I yeah. thought
0: you were, yeah. you've really set yourself up, Scott, as a long-term Nash guy. I didn't uh, know. Where'd y'all come from? We're, we're coming back to SATCO,
1: but where'd yeah. you come from? We were in New York City before coming to Nashville.
0: Oh, I. Mm-hmm. we're about to rabbit trail. Let's okay. back up to SATCO. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is a glorified Taco Bell. For real? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still. Del- Listen, let me phrase that in that yeah, I mean. love Taco Bell. No, okay, no, all right, I all love right, Taco right. Bell. Okay. It is like a local Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. That meat is no better than Taco <laughs> Bell meat. Well, this the tacos they are season it Better,
1: the, the, the seasoning For sure. is interesting. So. But
0: the texture is exactly the same, and I okay. would call myself a bit of an expert on Taco Bell. Yeah, there's and my
1: wife who ate Taco Bell just about every day in the background, nodding <gasps> her head yes, yes. in agreement you with you. You eat Taco Bell so much.
0: Not their meat. <laughs> Not their meat, their chicken, beans. Beans, yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And I'm yeah. dairy-free now. But when I moved here, the the cheese dip at Satco. Mm-hmm. was awesome. Okay. And when I moved here, all my yeah. friends were, we were all super poor because we were all going after these dreams. And so there were a lot right. of, a lot of, that's glorified. There were some dates at mm-hmm. Satco because it was like, yeah, let, yeah, I'd love to take you to dinner. And yeah. then he would only spend $6 on both of us. Yeah. Good times. Drink
1: water instead of soda. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so you don't have to and spend And get two eight.
0: tacos and yeah. cheese dip mm-hmm. and you both are eating for $3 each. There you go. Good it's
1: times. It's fantastic.
0: Okay. So New yeah. York.
1: Mm-hmm. Why? We were there. uh, I was on staff at a church called Redeemer Presbyterian. uh, Scott, why do I not um,
0: know this? I've read your book. I don't know why I didn't ever put my brain around that.
1: That's okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We were there, um, worked with Tim Keller for about five years, and— uh, it was great experience. Uh, great preparation. Did you for, live in the Nashville. city? We did. We lived on the Upper West Side, 105th and West End Avenue, which yeah. is about ten blocks south of Columbia University. There. Okay. So yeah, it was a great, great place to did live. Did you like
0: living in the city? We did. Yeah. 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 It was I hard to leave. I think I would too. We love, we
1: love being where we are now, but it was, it was, it was hard to leave there. Yeah.
0: So, do you see this, or what do you think of this? It feels like we're having two kind of Influxes a little bit in the Christendom of Nashville. Mm-hmm. Australians are coming,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: New Yorkers are coming.
1: Mm-hmm. Why is that? Yeah, and Washington D.C. I I, I can't uh, answer on the Australian question. Right. Um. I, I know Darren Whitehead. Right. and I know. Uh. You know Matt Smallbone and, and his and brothers. Seelys, I guess. So they're and, all part of the yeah. ceiling's Okay. So uh. You know New York, uh, but also Washington D.C., L.A. Uh, San Francisco. There's there's a coastal migration mm. to Nashville, so much so that uh, both the LA Times and the New York Times have have referred to our city as the third coast because uh, yes. we've kind of been co opted into their thing. Phrases. Yeah, yeah. Except we don't have all that wonderful ocean water around <laughs> that's us. That's right. I'm strangely missing all that, but right. we have mountains. So yes, that's right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, at least as far as I understand and my own kind of experience and conversations and reading, Nashville is becoming, you know, sort of one of those cities of influence. Um, you know, you've got the convergence of a lot of things here higher education, mm-hmm. entrepreneurism, healthcare state government um uh you know film industry of course the music industry which is 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 expanded far beyond just country and and contemporary christian even though those are still very solid entities here but but uh you know we just got a lot of um you know sort of those uh global city things Mm -hmm. refugee and immigrant population here is very significant fifth most international city in the united states uh, per capita uh last i heard so um so yeah, it's an urban place. Yeah, um, with with a definite uh, urban trajectory, and and I think a very attractive sort of downtown area with with all the di- new resident residential yeah. areas coming. Do going y'all in. live in
0: Franklin or do you live in Nashville?
1: We live we live right now in Brentwood. I like, Tell me your address yeah. on the
0: podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes, here you go.
1: Um we live in Brentwood right now. Um it's beautiful. Yeah. Um it, it gives us, you know, great access to everything. We're seven miles from downtown Nashville, mm-hmm. seven miles from downtown Franklin. Uh so we're kinda of right in the center of things and it's it's pretty close to to where you know the the, the church campus is that yeah, I'm sure. chiefly at um and and also close to school for for our youngest daughter now, our oldest is in college now, mm-hmm. but, but uh yeah, we might move a little bit further in uh, yeah. after after the, the youngest graduates in a yeah. few years. But, you know, we'll see.
0: I think that's really interesting. I mean, I, I think there's definitely something. We have the benefit in our faith and just in our lives, if we so choose, to zoom out and see what's the bigger story than just my story in this mm-hmm. town. Um, how do we really pray in Nashville as it is in heaven or whatever yeah. city yeah. you're living in? And and so I've just been kind of trying to zoom out a little bit and mm-hmm. and go like wait a lot of people are coming here that aren't just like um, bachelorette parties so we welcome them because right. they keep the right. they, they fuel keep our the economy, economy right? going right that's right, that's right. They, who else is going to do the pedal taverns if those ladies don't do the pedal taverns <laughs> but it, there is this influx of people who seemingly are are into making a difference mm-hmm. making and having an impact and um, using their influence.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's one, that's another unique thing about our city that I forgot to mention. And that is that, that it's one of the most benevolent, uh, cities in the United States. Um, people uh, love to give, uh, Mm. uh, you know, to the end that, that an impact is made for good in the world. So they're, tons of nonprofits i mean we're we're meeting right now in the right. office of of one of you know the 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 a great nonprofit organization bloodwater yes. mission right blood out of nashville but yep. i mean for every bloodwater there you know there 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 scores of others sure. as well i mean we could go to a fundraiser once or twice a week Isn't that you know crazy? if we wanted we really to could, and so could yeah. you and and um it's just a very um you know benevolent giving generous city i think um you oh, like, we're that's... out of
0: space, people. Don't move here. Uh, we're pure out of space. Well,
1: you know, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. they, 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 say, they say that the population is supposed to double in the next 20 years. Double, so, really? Yeah. yeah. See, yeah, I do. I, so.
0: I joke, but I do think it's very cool. I think it's very cool that, that there is a draw here mm-hmm. that makes people feel welcome. I feel like yeah. that is mm-hmm. kind of an, a specialty of yours, if I may um, mm. toot your horn, is that you really care about making people feel welcome? Oh, Not only in your welcome church, to your podcast. <laughs> thank you, Annie. thank you. I just feel I feel better now. <laughs> um, I feel like you really, in conversation, you make people feel welcome. Mm. Your writing makes people feel welcome. Um, mm. Why is that? Why is that your?
1: I don't know. Thing? I I've, I think probably if I'm being honest, I I'm a lonely person a lot of the time, mm. and 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 maybe. Um, you know, it, and and I'm, I'm, maybe I'm lonely because I'm I'm an introvert uh, and and choose to read a book instead of go to a party sometimes, right, or right. maybe I'm lonely because I'm a public person and sometimes being a public person, as you know, like as a pastor, uh, a lot of people know you a lot better than you know them, mm-hmm. um, and and that can have sort of a an isolating um, effect. But also had a few years, you know, back in in grade school where I experienced a little bit of bullying and things like that. And, um, never felt quite at home as a teenager and all that. So I I think I've always been sort of tuned in to what it feels like to be lonely personally. Um, and, and, um, and so I guess I'm sensitive to, to the person in the room who, um, doesn't seem like they've got anybody, you know, there to, greet them or, or make mm-hmm. them, you know, feel safe or important or like they matter. And so, you know, we build our church around that. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, um, you know, honored and touched and, you know, kind of pleasantly surprised that you would say that about just this, my writing and things like that. Yeah. I don't perceive myself that way. Uh, but, but um, yeah, I, I, I hope to have that effect. That yeah, seems I think to it does. Some, yeah. It
0: pours out of you a little well, bit. Like I've seen you teach really large groups. I've seen you teach— a really small group of influential people, and I've been friends friends with y'all. So, so I feel our friend anniversary is coming mm, up in January. It is. That's yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, met, met in the California, good old days. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Yeah, you can't make mm-hmm. friends at a better spot than Santa Barbara. I say right, right. that is a lovely mm-hmm. location to start a friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's I think it's really interesting because I mean that your book that came out recently, Befriend. um. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, that kind of is, to me, one of the central parts of the book is just start welcoming people, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just, I feel like it, is that true? Do you feel like I'm reading that book correctly? Or maybe that's yeah. what I needed to hear. I don't know.
1: Well, I think that, that Christ has just this constant posture of, of welcome to virtually everybody that he encounters, you know, and... and um, and so I think that's certainly something to aspire to as, as, as people who identify with him mm-hmm. uh, and who follow him. The, the Whether hosp- he wants me to or not, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, hospitality is, a, is one of the, the main, you know, signs of the kingdom of God and, mm-hmm. and, and how God works in the world through his people. And so so I hope that, that that's reflected in the different chapters of the book and the different kind of anecdotes and, re- you know, relationships that I've gotten to enjoy um, you know, but, but, uh, I love feeling welcomed, you know, I love, mm. I love feeling put at ease by other people. And, and so, um, it, it's a privilege whenever we have an opportunity to, um, you know, communicate in similar ways to people that you're valued and, and, um, that, that, um, you know, you're significant, you matter, you bear the image of God, yeah. you, you're, you're you're infinitely worth something. And, and I don't think most of us feel that way. And, and, um, you know, Ann Voskamp, who you're about to, you know, record with in just a little bit here, she has this, you know, statement, um, you know, that I've heard her say or read, you know, in her writings a few times before. That I think's really important just to think about all of our interactions with, where she says, speak words that make souls stronger. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, not just our words, but even just, just, eye contact and, and being willing to sit with people, being willing to be interrupted, being willing to, right. um, you know, just, just stop, which I, I don't often do very well. You know, I'm kind of a go, go, go person, but, but just how important it is to communicate to the, the person or the people in front of you that that you matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I think we're all walking around wondering, uh, if we're loved, wondering if we really have a place, wondering, um, if we disappeared, would 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 anybody notice? You know, and and, and what's is there so,
0: benefit to asking those questions?
1: To asking those questions, yeah. like publicly or to no, ourselves? No, no. to or, ourselves.
0: Is there benefit, like, because I think everybody <laughs> wrestles through that, but I think that sometimes some of us, me included, can sit in those, and there's there is some degree of sit in hard questions, and mm-hmm. but is there benefit in sitting in those kind of questions? Like, if I wasn't here, would anyone notice? What do you do when that comes to your mind? What do you do with it?
1: Yeah. Well, I, 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 when when I ask those questions, and I do ask those questions a lot, you know, as, as, as a, you know, as a writer and as a pastor, a lot of times I'll just wonder, am I really making a difference? You know, because, you know, every now and then, you know, you'll get that, you know, person who pats you on the back and says, you know, my life is different because Mm -hmm. of you. It's changed because of you. And then, and then there, you know, there are other occasions where you just kind of wonder, um, does it matter? And, and, um, and I think in the end it, 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 it really doesn't matter if we're like a a public person with, with a huge audience or if we're, um, you know, maybe our impact is with just two or three people, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, our capacity and our opportunity is limited to, to just a small handful of people in our lifetime. That, that really isn't the point. I mean, what, what, what the point is, is that, that wherever God puts us and whatever, um, relationships or platform or, or influence he gives us, it, it, it really has a lot more to do with, with the kinds of people that we are, yeah. um, rather than the, the outcomes and results uh, and productivity of what we contribute. Because, um, you know, the, I mean, the Bible says that we get the well done, good and faithful servant before we do anything. I mean, we were loved before the foundations of the earth um, in Christ, you know, if we identify as Christians, that's how we see, you know, things. Yeah. Um, that 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 God sort of took care of of shame and 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 took care of, of um, you know invisibility and you know mm-hmm. our sense of meaninglessness. When when Christ went to the cross for us and and rose from the dead, that that sort of forever sealed our significance. And yeah. And 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 so there is a sense you know, in a cosmic sense that we will never be forgotten. You yeah. know, the Lord says, you know, even if, if your mother forgets you, uh, uh the Lord will never forget you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he gives us each other to remind us of that, that, that we are not forgotten people. Like that's not, that's not an option.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, but, I, until you said it, I haven't really thought through how much shame and invisibility go hand in hand, mm-hmm. how you don't want to be invisible. It feels mm-hmm. bad to be invisible. Yeah. But we allow shame to let us be invisible. We allow sh- yeah. we, we would rather choose to b- be friends with shame than yeah. to be vulnerable. but yeah. in that we're choosing it's
1: so to, true to be invisible. I mean, you just think about how even teenage culture works right now and how how so much of, of sort of the, the teenage energy mm-hmm. is is invested in in accumulating likes and follows on social media. And, you know, how, you know, it can be just really jarring if, if a kid, uh, maybe it's an adult too, put, puts a picture out there and nobody interacts with it. Right. You know, even that, there's this feeling of being unseen. Being ignored, and then the shame just kind of floods in. Um, There's a but, reason I'm being yeah. ignored. There's a reason I'm not seen. Yeah, but it can also happen, you know, to to a person who maybe has a enjoys a run of being like you, a best-selling author, or like, okay. you know, the musicians in our city. And then there comes a time, or athletes, there comes a time when their star isn't rising anymore Mm -hmm. it starts to fall and our star is going to fall you know in in terms of like our star being our noticeability Mm -hmm. um you know parents their star falls and you know their kids go out and build lives of their own and 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 they're they're, if we're not careful just having our our identity rooted in in the love of god uh, we can start to build our identity on you know whether or not people are noticing us and applauding us and Clicking like, you know, on social media and things of that sort, and, and we can be flooded with a sense of shame and, and insignificance that, that really isn't isn't remotely part of who we are in yeah. the eyes of the one who created us. And so,
0: it was real interesting to me because early in the fall, um, Vine, the Vine app, mm-hmm. it, Twitter announced they were closing it.
1: I heard that. That's and, like the video app, right? Right. Yeah.
0: And there are a lot of people. Who are considered Vine famous, Hmm. who have got millions of followers on Vine, Mm -hmm. who are known for their videos, Mm -hmm. who are, you know, and you just go like, now it's going to be gone. Yeah. Like literally someone's going to push a button and delete your entire influence in that world. It's like a different kind
1: kind of nuclear button. Right. right? Really? It's
0: this moment of like, if they did that Mm -hmm. to Twitter, Mm -hmm. if they did that to Instagram, would I be okay?
1: Or if Amazon stopped selling your books. Right. Yeah. Or for, you know, right. my, I
0: think about my friends that I grew up with that like, you know, they they are they don't do a job like mine but mm. but they're all over Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Or my friends that from college, everybody's on Facebook. What if they unplugged Facebook? Mm-hmm. And then do you still have friends? Are you still connected? Mm-hmm. And where is the line of like, I think the internet is a gift from the mm-hmm. Lord. I think it can be used really well and mm-hmm. be really influential and give connection. Yeah. I think it's good. I'm not anti the internet. I'm very pro. I mean, yeah. it is made, yeah. it has helped me do a lot of my dreams, but then you go, okay, but if it unplugs, mm-hmm. who are you, mm-hmm. you know? And what do you, what do you, do you have people who know you yeah. besides people through the internet?
1: that's a really important question that what if question you just you just asked because i do think that you know while, while i 100% agree with you that there's there's immense value to what the the internet offers to us but the internet is a lot like politics or steak or wine Mm. in moderation uh it can be really healthy but if we overindulge it can be really toxic right yes i did put politics in that (laughs) list (laughs) that's right um but if we start to sort of move in the direction of what is sort of what they call being digital natives where we're like our native language is really more relating through a screen than it Mm. is in person and Mm -hmm. present Mm -hmm. um you know, we, we, we lose so much of what God has designed us for in, Mm -hmm. in human connection. And we, instead of having friends, we have fans and followers, you know, uh, and, and instead of having people that, um, you know, in our lives, that every now and then actually need to forgive us mm-hmm. um, because they've seen, you know, the messy parts of who we are. Um, we, we can edit all that stuff out right. uh, of our lives and sort of present a brand of ourselves rather than the reality mm-hmm. of, of, you know, of the best and the hardest parts about us to the people in front of us. And so you, you really do lose kind of the authenticity of friendship and the authenticity of human relationship as God has designed it when we're not together in a room and lingering and, and disclosing Mm -hmm. dreams and aspirations and hopes and dreams and also fears and struggles and nightmares and sins and sorrows, you know, um, you know, I,
0: that's a great list you just did. That's a, but yeah. But that's but the last list. part
1: here's the beauty of the here's the here's the the secret uh, the best kept secret of that second half of that list which uh-huh. is the hard stuff. That's what actually draws me to you when mm. you're transparent. It invites me into community with you. Yeah. When you say I'm struggling, gosh, mm-hmm. I'm lonely, gosh, you know. Having a bestseller out there, it actually makes me feel more scared than it makes me feel successful. Sure. Because you know, or I'm not speaking of myself. I'm just speaking. I, I, I'm not a New York Times bestseller, but 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 <laughs> but, but 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 you know, like just the illusion of of success. And and you read all these stories about people whose lives you think are perfect, and and like you know, Mariah Carey saying, you know, at the top of her music career, I can I can hear a thousand. Praises and one criticism, and the one criticism will eliminate the thousand praises. Right, or right. the comedian Jim Carrey saying, "I wish everybody could get I rich and everybody. famous." Oh, I love uh, that line. Yeah, so, the, so everybody oh. could get rich and famous, so they can see that it's not the answer to anything. Right. You know, and and. Um, you know Tom Brady, after winning three Super Bowls and being married to the world's top supermodel, eighty-seven million dollars a year between them, and he says, "Is this it?" You know, yeah. and he's like twenty-eight years old, and and right. and and so like there, there's no, there's no place where we don't need other people to to sort of look us in the eye and you know like Anne said, speak words that make souls mm-hmm. stronger because. Mm-hmm. As that, you know, person named Anonymous once said, you know, be kind because everyone you meet is fighting a hidden battle. Mm -hmm. Everyone you meet, you know, there's nobody who's immune or exempt from brokenness and the human condition.
0: And I think going into a new year, there are so many people. I know that we have a lot of friends listening who are who would go into a new year and go this year. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest with people Mm -hmm. this year. I'm going to find friends. This year I'm going to, if it's a single person going, this year I'm going to plug in with some families. Mm-hmm. Or a family going, this year we're going to invite some singles to hang out with us more. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. a mom going, I'm going to make time for me, and I'm going to re- reconnect with some of those friends. Yeah. What does that look like? Because we, I don't know, Scott, it, it feels like to me in church we use the word community a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has it, just kind of lost it. It fits in the category, I have this category of things Bianca and I talked about mm-hmm. in our um, conversation of words I want to change in our faith, mm-hmm. and like quiet time is the first one I want gone. Quiet Cause like time. I'm just not quiet, Scott. <laughs> I'm just not quiet, and I always felt like I couldn't connect with God because I couldn't do the quiet time, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so, so anyway, we I'm working on pinning a new word. We're just gonna I'll let yeah. you know when I have it so you yeah. can spread it. Okay. Um, But if you come up with a good one, you coffee just let me know. with
1: Jesus. Co- yeah, Bianca
0: sorry. said Jesus party. I can get behind both of those. <laughs> yeah, that
1: that sounds like you.
0: they're just yeah. feel. Yeah, you're like yeah, Annie, yeah. you would want to do that. Um <laughs> But I feel like community is one of those words that we've lost a little bit of what mm-hmm. it actually means. Mm-hmm. So, tell me—I mean, I feel like ba- your your writing and your life—you in a lot of ways to me are an expert on why connecting with people matters. Just like you were yeah. saying, and and what yeah. that is. So, how do you do that?
1: So, truth be told, my writing is a lot more pretty than my life. Yeah, um, gospel. You know, uh, that is the write- true. Of all the all writing us. is edited, just like yep. social media. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then it's edited by uh, you know professionals at, at publishing companies to right. make it look even better than it is. Right. Um, so nobody lives the charmed, perfect, beautiful life, including yours truly. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, community, I mean, if you just parse that word, you know, if you take it apart, calm means with, mm-hmm. and unity means together uh, or one, um, you know, so we're, we're with one another. We're as one, uh, we're representing the Trinity, right? Many and yet unified. Yeah. um, But I I think here's, you know, just carrying on the conversation we've been having, um, your church looks awesome to me online. And I'm sure mine looks awesome to you. Like, I'm like, look at all those people having so much fun and making all that eye contact and <laughs> smiling and, and everything hugs. else. But we're both part of churches, Annie. And so we both know that that's not the whole story. Like yeah. like things get messy. Like I we came into a, a, a huge mess five years ago, you know, when, when you we came to see. PC. Yes. And, and, and your church has been through struggles and 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 our church will have another mess, you know, at some so point down humans. the road, it's you know, just so and it's humans. just the, the, when you introduce the human element, you right. introduce the broken element, but that's yeah. where, that's where community, the opportunity for community actually happens. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in our American culture, which is very Westernized, very individualized, very, um, very scared of intimacy, sort of intimacy averse. We, we cut off our opportunity to love, um, you know, so often with people, with communities, with churches, um, you know, we, we hop around from person to person, church to church, city to city, community to community. We don't stick through the hard times. And the unfortunate part of that is as soon as you uh, start to not like someone as much as you used to, as soon as you start to mm-hmm. not like a community or a church as much as you used to, that's actually the beginning of your opportunity to love oh, that person now. or that community um, because love is what? It's patient. It's kind. It keeps no record of wrongs. It forgives. It apologizes. It, it works things out. It, it gets into the mess of things. But we, we peace out a lot more than we press in. Uh, so, when, right. When so get how do you know tense, so. that
0: line, though? How do you know when the door is closed, Mm-hmm. I'm not leaving my church. I'm at my church, so I don't want that to be what this sounds like. At a like. girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the— lo- You're I going mean, on record. The, yeah. So. I mean, yeah. the honest truth is th- th- that is not how I felt for a while. Mm-hmm. But but I I kind of got pushed by pers- a person in my community <laughs> yeah. and my friends that said, what if—kind of what you said, what if this was your chance to really be the church? Yeah. And I thought, oh, that, that changes things. Because we live in a city, yeah. and I think there are a lot of cities— where people hop churches a good bit. Yeah,
1: this, this the church the church is treated largely as a consumer good, right. uh, Rather than as a community, and uh, you know, to your question, by, by many of us because we're so used to consumption, yeah. Uh, and 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 we're so used to thinking what's in this for me rather than than how how can my life be used and stewarded to to restore something or someone that's broken or struggling. Mm-hmm. And and that's really what the call to the gospel is. It's a call to sacrifice, to take up a cross daily, to to, to see my life as being something you know poured out, uh, you know pouring out what Christ has poured into me, you know for the for the benefit and blessing of others. I mean, I, I look at our church right now, uh, and I mean some of the most magnificent human beings uh, in, in our community are the ones who stuck through that hard season mm-hmm. uh, and stayed. Uh, yeah, I was gonna and, say, what's and, the benefit
0: and... to people? Tell them what's the benefit of staying at a church that. Is it feel easy anymore?
1: You're growing up. Mm. You have no opportunity to grow up when things get hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you and you know, walk away right then. Yeah, yeah when you walk away, you, 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 you very well might be robbing yourself of an opportunity to, oh. to actually grow up yeah. uh, and, and um, you know, mature and, and become more like Christ. I mean, what, what if Christ, what if that was his posture toward us that I'm, I'm only going to come and be in community with and love and and give my life for those that I feel really warm and fuzzy about. Like, I I don't think he had a whole lot of warm fuzzies on the cross when he prayed, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And yet for the joy set before him, he endured. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I always, you know, kind of, you know, flinch a little bit when when I hear people say, you know, particularly Western Americans say, um, "I don't love America. I love the West, by the way. <laughs> like I've never lived anywhere else. I'm going to die here, but but That's right. uh, hopefully not soon. But no. but but but." but you know, the, the the statement, you know, there just aren't any New Testament churches around. And, and my my sort of one word answer for that is Corinth. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the Corinthian church is the church in the New Testament, the New Testament church that gets more written about it than any other church. Yeah. And it is as messed up of a community as you can imagine. Gosh, I mean, right? there's a dude who's sleeping with his, his stepmother and they're all kind of laughing it off. They're not calling it out. They're suing each other. The rich aren't, providing food for the poor when they come together for uh-huh. the Lord's supper. So it's not even the Lord's supper that you, you eat people in, you know, who, who speak in tongues or, you know, feeling superior to those who don't and those right. who don't are getting judgy about those who do. And, and, you know, on and on and on, there's just so much brokenness and messed upness in that community. And yet how does Paul enter that conversation with them? You know, I, I, I got a lot of problems with you, but first, I want to reaffirm that you're my brothers and sisters. I want to right. reaffirm that you're saints. Uh, I'm not checking out on you. And then he rebukes them, calls them out. You know, the love chapter, he didn't write that for weddings. Sorry, yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah, He wrote that to tell the <laughs> Corinthians everything they were not. That's You're right. not patient. You're not That's kind. Right. You do keep a record of wrongs. You don't rejoice in the truth. Right. You don't bear all things. And and, and yet yet he comes back in 2 Corinthians, and and he starts with this warm, pastoral, inviting, you know, long statement about the God of all compassion, which is sort of the Mm -hmm. setup of, okay, this guy that was sleeping with his stepmom, he has turned back. Like he's responded to the pressure that you put on him as a Mm -hmm. community Mm -hmm. to turn. And he did. Now you have to welcome him as a brother. Now you got to take the scarlet letter off of his chest and, and and love him back to life, you know? And, and, so, just the stick to itness to you know. Tim Keller likes to you know he uses this phrase you know when we look enlo- when we look at the caterpillar we've got to envision the butterfly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, none of us are what we are meant to be, and yeah. and the longer we stay in community with each other, the more we're gonna we're gonna rub each other wrong. But when we rub each other wrong, you know the friction you know that's there in that. If 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 we persevere through it, mm-hmm. can can lead to both of us becoming smoother, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and more alive and and more life giving as human beings. Um, you know, so without the brokenness of relationship, we really don't learn how to relate. Yeah. Uh, it's all sort of surface superficial um not real and and you know it's social media in person uh if if, if we won't enter in and stay mm. and, and prioritize gospel loyalty yeah. through the harder times yeah uh, so
0: because i i yeah. yeah it's so interesting you're talking about this because i had an experience this morning with first corinthians 11 where mm-hmm. i was like seriously reading it and i was like god i need you i need to wrestle with mm-hmm. you a little bit about this mm-hmm. like a woman's head covering and a man's right. hat, you know, like long hair, yeah. and short hair, all these things that I go, I don't totally get this, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah. then you go like, mm-hmm. but it's still the Bible and it's true. So I need to wrestle mm-hmm. through some of this and mm-hmm. like read some different versions. I like right. open my app and yeah. my, uh, you version and read a couple of different versions. I go, mm-hmm. okay. So in the end. 1 Corinthians 11 is about respect. Okay, Mm -hmm. God, I hear that. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. when you cross, only because you brought up 1 Corinthians, do I rabbit trail in this direction. But when you cross scripture that rubs you wrong, Mm -hmm. what do you do?
1: I wrestle with it. Um, Sometimes I try to rationalize myself out of it. Um, And then, you know, uh, the Lord sort of wakes me up, uh, thankfully, uh, because he loves me and doesn't let me continue down those roads. Mm -hmm. But but. Um, bottom line, and I, you know, I think the purpose of scripture reading is, is the same as the purpose of prayer. You know, the purpose of prayer is alignment. It's not, not to get God aligned with with our wishes, Mm. but, but to get us aligned with his, um, you know, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our, our ways. He made us so he knows how we're supposed to run the best, right? He knows, he knows what health means Mm. for the people that he created. And, you know, a lot of times, and, you know, we'll, we'll sort of, you know, affirm in each other or ourselves sort of behaviors or ways of thinking that are are contrary to scripture. And, and we do that, you know, sort of under the rubric of love. Um, but what we're doing when we do that is we're calling ourselves more loving than God is. We're, we're mm-hmm. saying, oh, I'm mer- more merciful than God is. You know, if, if God, you know, sharply rebukes this guy, you know, in Corinth, for instance, for for his, you know, escapades, you um, But I want to, you know, reach out to him and say, hey, I'm not going to I'm not going to get all judgy on you. I'm going to love you. I'm making myself out to be more loving and more merciful than God, uh, which is the height of arrogance. Um, And and yet there is sort of this nuance of complexity where, like, for instance, in, in, in Corinth, you know, Paul says, you know, you guys need to put some serious community redemptive pressure on this guy. Um, But he also says, I'm not at all talking about people who are outside of the church, uh, who who are, you know, sexually broken and such and, and, you know, are not in line with sort of the biblical sexual ethic. I'm not at all talking about. People on the outside of the church. You, your job with that person is to is is to enter into friendship and and you know you you, you, you don't start to press people on their ethics, mm-hmm. um, you know when when they're without Christ. You you. you demonstrate what a, what Madeline Langle called a light so lovely, you know, so that, you know, they, 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 they see the beauty of your life, um, and, and, and want to know the source of it, you know, because you love them well, you know, you love, you know, your, you you love your neighbors better than your neighbors love your neighbors. And Mm -hmm. they want to, they want to know what that's all about. But until then, um, you know, there really is a difference between how we engage uh, sort of, you know, ethical brokenness and bad decisions and lack of wisdom Inside of of the church and outside of the church, and
0: again, if we unplug ourselves from the local church, we don't even wrestle like that. Yeah. Right. So we lose kind yeah. of the a yeah. little bit of uh, not the center, Christ is the center, but we lose a little bit of the opportunity. Right. To wrestle inside, so that you love well outside, yeah. and yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is. I mean, you're right. That the church is a training ground for love out in the world, in, mm. in, in a manner of speaking. I love what, so Augustine, this old dude, right? Uh, old dead theologians. Augustine, like one of the fathers of, of, of you know, sort of modern Protestant Christianity, said this about the church. He said, the church is a whore, but mm-hmm. she's still my mother. Oh, wow. And, and you know, just sort of naming in a very bold, explicit way mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, the, the church has not arrived yet. Um that's why we need Christ because we haven't arrived. Uh, but she's still my mother. Like, mm. like if, if you tell me that you don't want to be friends with my wife, you're going to have a hard time being a friend with me. And and so I, I wonder, you know, what what Jesus thinks when when we which Patty I and mean, by the way, Just saying yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Oh, you should be. She's definitely yeah. the, the the better three quarters <laughs> of this relationship. But 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 um, yeah. I just imagine, you know, what what Christ must think if if somebody says, you know, what I, I have no interest in your bride. I just want you and mm. I want you on my own terms. Uh. Um gosh, that's so, such a
0: hard yeah. thing to hear. Yeah. Oh, it's so I mean yeah, you I'm is. not saying I don't think you're wrong. I think you're right. But I just imagine that I mean that is a that is a truth that is a little bit yeah. of a it stings of a, a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. you're not wrong. I just think that's really I think that's really yeah. interesting. And yeah. you know, I mean I I mean I I grew up in church mm-hmm. and so I've seen a lot of great things happen and a lot of terrible things happen. Yeah. And I've recently seen great things happen and terrible things happen. Yep. And then you go like, I just think I want out. Mm-hmm. I think I want out. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think this isn't working for me. I had someone yesterday say to me, a, a Christian leader, mm-hmm. say, I think this is why I don't want to be around Christians. Mm. And I thought, oh, man, we're, we're doing some of this wrong, mm-hmm. relationship-wise. Mm-hmm. Me as an Annie, yeah. Me as a as a church goer, yeah. And our friend, you know, just there. There's the consumer thing. Like I don't like this cheese dip,
1: right? So right. I'm
0: gonna go. Yeah, you're right. That's that is hard to wrestle with, Scott. I didn't mean for us to yeah. get no, all, that's all right. get all wrestling. That's all right.
1: <laughs> Isn't it comforting though that this disciples, uh, you know, like one of the main things that Jesus called his disciples is, oh, of little faith, and, yeah. and you know, they were strugglers too, like Peter. Peter, you know, had his bouts with cowardice, had his bouts with xenophobia, you know, yeah. withdrawing from the, the Gentiles, had his bouts with being really ab- abrasive and no impulse control. and Which it totally hurts yeah. my feelings
0: because he's my favorite. So the idea that my Gentileness would have been would have kept us from being friends is really hard.
1: Well, he was, I think one of Jesus favorites too. And yeah, so that right. says a lot to you. I mean, <laughs> when, when, when he rose from the dead, right. What did he say to the women? He said, go tell the disciples and Peter yeah. that I'm coming to them. You know, the one who fell the hardest is the one that Christ's heart went out to the most. And right. so you're probably in good company. That there. almost
0: makes me teary. I just yeah, like, I like yeah. Peter so much. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, I don't have a lot of good feelings for Paul. He's just not my favorite. <laughs> I feel like he's really so, bossy. I feel I don't know. I just always so bossy me reading pants, through said, the Corinthians mm-hmm, has been mm-hmm. very like, yeah, man, this guy, yeah, this guy just has all the opinions of things, and oh, he, he just, yeah, he, yeah, he bothers a stronger me. Stronger personality, good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 but it's good for me too because I go like, how do I. Talk to a friend, or write in a book, yeah. or get up on a stage and talk about First right. and Second Corinthians yeah. or yeah. anything Paul says. When I personally don't want to be right. friends with him,
1: well, you're not really in a true relationship with somebody until you've wrestled with them, right? Mm. Because, like, I mean, we're married. We got different personality. Patty and I, were are married. We have different personalities, different opinions, um, and yeah, you know, if we, if we never get in conflict, do we do we really? Mm. Are, are we really experiencing intimacy? Um, so, I mean, I, I think our relationship with the scripture. So I'm going to come
0: around with Paul, is what you're saying. Are we going to end up getting all? Well, along eventually
1: in heaven we will. If we don't, you know, <laughs> if right. we struggle now, <laughs> eventually it'll all make sense. I'll be like, I'm but, so
0: sorry. He'll be like, Annie, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you know. So, I mean, Paul Paul did apologize, yeah, you know, sure. to a high priest when he, you know, got a little testy, but, yeah. but, but. I mean, our relationship with God's going to be like that, too. Like, God chose Paul as well as he chose Peter and the gentle John. He, like, he chose them all yeah. to be messengers to us. And we're going we're gonna to have our experiences of kind of resisting what God's yeah. put in front of us. But that's what a real relationship is. Mm-hmm. And we work it out. And, of course, the Lord always wins, right? That's right. That's right. Um, but but um, in the end, we'll see that it was all love and it was all grace. Yeah. We just weren't able to see it that way at the time.
0: Are you an Enneagram guy?
1: Um, you know what? I just bought the book uh, by Ian Cron. Uh, the Road Back to You. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little plug. It sounds like yeah. he's one of your That's friends. That's right. So another um, Nashville person you can interview on That's your show. Right. I should get him on. Oh, but right. I, I haven't taken the test yet. Um,
0: I, I'll be interested so, to hear. One yeah. of the reasons is I. So when I read The Road <laughs> Back to You. I put in each chapter about each number, mm-hmm. I put my friends who were those numbers. Mm-hmm. So that as I'm reading, it's I'm a seven, so I like, okay. um, love be entertaining and being entertained. So right. I have to kind of discipline myself to learn things that aren't about me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is really impressive. But um, So I did that, and I didn't have a yeah. single person that's a one in my life. Mm. You know who is a mm. one? Paul. That's what— um, How about that? <laughs> it's what— uh, What's his name? Richard Rohr says. Okay. He, in his I'm book. did not
1: realize that Paul took the in- in- Enneagram. He did. Isn't that interesting? So I know my Myers-Briggs. So, oh, so yeah. What's your Myers-Briggs? Uh, my Myers-Briggs is the same as Anne. Uh, really? I-N-F-J. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's the most rare. It's it less than 1%. Rare. Yeah. And uh, apparently Jesus... Took the, the, uh-huh, the Myers Briggs, well. yeah. and, and apparently uh, he was a Myers Briggs, but there was somebody else uh, named Adolf Hitler, oh. who was also apparently an INFJ. Which I think for me is a pretty good picture of like the old man and the new, the flesh and the spirit, yeah, and all that. Serious. Like there's a whole like sermon that's in there. That's really but, but
0: interesting. That is a sermon. We when the you do inner that, when will and you inner tell Jesus, me? Yeah, I would come hear yeah. that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well. Um. Man, that's really. Yeah. I think. I think that's all very. I think personality tests are really helpful. Our friend Carlos does not love them as much. He says we kind of crutch on them, which he's right, that that's an option you have when you take personality tests is mm-hmm. to let them, oh, I'm allowed to do this because that's who I am. Be
1: your excuse. Yeah. Yeah,
0: But I also think in relationship, because I, I'm like you, I, I love talking, I mean, clearly, I love talking about friends and friendship mm-hmm. and how we can do that well and mm-hmm. what it looks like to persevere. I love yeah. You talking about growing up. That's the trick, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, that's, that is the change God has done in me in the mm-hmm. last four years mm-hmm. has gone like, I think it's time for you to grow up in ways you weren't willing to grow up before. And mm-hmm. it all involved perseverance.
1: Here's the thing. We'll, we'll be struggling with that when we're 82 years old if we Ugh. get there too. Right. Like there, there are some, yeah, I, I've said this in our church, you know, sometimes, you know, there, there are some 10-year-old grown ups and there's some, 55-year-old children, yeah. um, you know, who, you know, the 10-year-olds are growing up at a lot faster pace, you know, just maturing in Christ. And you've got some pretty entitled, you know, older folks in the world too. And, you know, sometimes that person's me. Yeah, uh, that's right. and, and so we, we've Amazing. all got room to grow. So. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, Scott, you've written two books. Mm-hmm. Do you have more in your In your hat? You got some more coming, you think?
1: Patty's actually holding the last (gasps) chapter. She's like the first editor. Right now? She's holding the last chapter of book three. Um, But uh, has yet to be turned in. But we just released book two a while back. Yeah. Which you wrote a very kind endorsement of, for which I'm very appreciative.
0: Well, my pleasure. I don't do a lot of endorsements hmm. because i it's just hard to read a lot of books mm-hmm. but i and i insist on reading the whole book because one time mm-hmm. i did not and i got bamboozled oh. and so i read your book and i loved it so okay. i was happy Thanks, to endorse Samuel. it it was really it was a really really good book i hope my friends will read it because i feel like Thank especially you. when you're thinking about closing out 2016, starting 2017 and going like, everyone does the new year, new you thing, Mm -hmm. even if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Right. I like to personally rotate around my birthday, which is in July, but I still in January (laughs) Mm -hmm. think new year, new you, what's this going to be about? And, and I've quit doing, um, new year's resolutions. I do new year's experiments Uh because everybody wants to see the end of an experiment. So so you don't quit, right? So you finish it, the whole thing, because you're like, Oh, I want to see how this ends, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, when I think about people doing New Year's experiments that are kind of around community, I think your book mm-hmm. could be a trail guide oh, on how you. to be a part oh. of that and do that really well. So I hope my friends get it. Um, okay, so a couple of things we've got to cover that I'd just like to know with my friends who live here. How do you feel about soccer?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, Are you a sports guy? I have a soccer wound. I I was the goalie on the very worst team in the league. So I got scored on a lot. And so that's my only experience when I was like, I was like nine years old. So, okay. And my daughter played, uh, soccer and, um, her, our, our main memory of her playing soccer was her running to the sideline asking us if she looked athletic. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so, I would be friends with her so fast. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that's no, we great. do. We, we. I mean, it's. I love watching soccer. Yeah. Do you have other sports y'all watch? Y'all sport. are y'all sportsy people. Basketball, oh, okay. uh, college basketball. Go Tar Heels, Chapel Hill, Duke or UNC.
0: You got to pick one yeah, of the other, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: and uh, also uh, baseball, which okay. I, that's me. Not so much my wife. Yeah. Um, St. Louis Cardinals uh, fan. Really? Yes. Uh, not a great okay. year for them, but they'll be back next yeah. year, I think. Yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, tennis, also. I'm a big. You know, tennis person, watcher so. or player. Or both? Uh, used to play competitively for for a number of years. Oh, cool! And, that's and very New York of you. Just I, played up there, like uh, n- the no, actually, I stopped playing in New York because oh. it's just so hard to get court time. But mm-hmm. but I do go back every year on an annual pilgrimage with my friend Grant Jackson. Uh-huh. We go to see the U.S. Open every year. Oh, so, cool! So that's, that's I a fun um, thing
0: sports are a very Sabbath thing for me mm-hmm. and a very like. Um, I rest like it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a way I check out a little bit so I love sports and we were overseas one time my family and I had just gone through a breakup I mean like Mm -hmm. two days before Mm -hmm. and I was like 19 I was like prime spot for not recovering well from breakups Yeah, and there was no sports on TV except the French Open, Roland Garros. Okay. And I, so I just watched. I mean, I watched. watched. <laughs> and I wasn't yeah. a big tennis person, but I was so like, when I need sports. Prime or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like, I need sports. I need yeah. sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the only thing on this mm-hmm. international television that did not yeah. speak English was um, French. Or, well, everyone playing, but the French Open. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. other question for you. What this is because the podcast is that sounds fun and fun is kind of my one of my top um, (laughs) goals in life is Mm -hmm. to be finding fun and having fun. What sounds fun to you right now?
1: Live music. We really? just uh, got Johnny Swim tickets for the Ryman. Oh, at the next Ryman. Mm-hmm. Our, our church choir is actually going to be singing behind them. You're kidding? Yeah, yeah. So, so y'all just got tickets. Awesome. Okay,
0: well, I just tried to get tickets and there's only one mm-hmm. seaters left. So, I may end up going by myself, but they're so good. Tell Johnny us if you Swim, go. We'll high five you at, at oh, the intermission. For so. Sure, sure. Yeah. I love going to the Ryman. Do y'all, I mean, have y'all mm-hmm. just, have you, who have you seen there so far?
1: Oh, gosh. Who have we seen, Patty? We've seen a lot. We've seen the Indigo Girls twice. Yeah. Um, we've seen Hillary Scott. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Hunter Hayes there. Um, seen um, we saw Willie Nelson. Um, oh, that's great. I, just, I mean, I'm forgetting more than I'm remembering, but but. Uh, Andrew Peterson, seen Peterson yeah, the Peterson. Christmas tour. Yeah, oh, yeah, gracious. yeah. Behold the Lamb. Yeah, uh, hope that's to incredible. That again this Sam's year. Place. Oh yeah, Sam's yep.
0: Place, the Stephen Curry's chaplain. Yeah,
1: some of the chaplains. That for was that. a great. I oh, excuse you. Yeah, you know. Cool. You know, yeah.
0: So you get to go to all of them
1: uh, and pray for them. Yeah. Uh, yes, and that's yeah. all that I do. I mean, yeah. I go there. I'm I'm pretty like talk about like, who am I? What am I doing back here? Yeah. I give like a like a two minute little devotional and mm-hmm. a one minute prayer. But it's been really great to meet the artists and yeah. to the conversation we've been having. I mean, there there are a lot of artists that will just say, "Look, I'm," I, I feel like I'm the loneliest person in the room Gosh, when I'm on right. stage, um, like. There is no world, you know, where we're shielded from from the yeah. need for real yeah. connection. Yeah. So, um, I love
0: that show. Hillary, you know, has been a dear friend of mine for a lot of years. And the first time they played Sam's Place, when they mm-hmm. all sang Thy Will, and we had all lived Thy <laughs> Will with her as well, you know, kind of lived through that season. I mean, I our whole row of girlfriends were bawling. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause you're like, this is the Ryman. This song speaks to a season mm-hmm. that was, that's painful. Everybody can connect yeah. it to something that hurts and, and just seeing Hill up there doing, I mean, yeah, yeah. anybody at the Ryman,
1: yeah, got to see Chris Tomlin too, which is probably oh, the yeah. smallest smallest venue he's ever played in his life.
0: All <laughs> right, Besides like it's kitchen. Only
1: two thousand people <laughs> or twenty five hundred people. Oh, but, but, so, yeah, that, yeah, that building yeah. is so yeah. special to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I
0: think it's really awesome. Okay, live music. You're a live music guy, Scott.
1: We enjoy live. I didn't
0: music know. Mm-hmm. I just saw Garth Brooks live outside yeah. of the amphitheater. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was they started I, I I'm tired, right? It's just that time of year where people are tired. Yeah. But th- Trisha yearwood came out and sang with him, and then he let her sing walk away joe from and that's like a song from middle Mm -hmm. school for me and i started Mm -hmm. crying i was like oh we need to have a conversation with ourselves why are we crying about walk away joe you've never had a boyfriend leave you (laughs) a random hotel like that song but that song i mean just the memories of it the nostalgia yeah it's amazing how music too
1: when you put it to an art form like when you put memories and words to an Mm -hmm, art form mm -hmm. like that it There's something it does to you that that not just reading it uh, doesn't quite do. I
0: know. Too bad we don't have soundtracks to go with all of our books. Maybe we should. That's that's the goal for book three for you. Give us a soundtrack on Spotify. That each (laughs) chapter, (laughs) listen to this while you're reading that chapter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Soundtrack. It's a thought. We'll work on. Okay. Um, Thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks, Amy. Glad to have you. So that's where it stopped and as it usually does with the question of what sounds fun to you. But then Scott and I just kept talking and we circled back around. And and so I wanted you to hear the couple of minutes of what happens when we just kept talking and wrestling a little bit with some ideas. I really was like wanted to dig more into First Corinthians eleven, I was like, I can't do that on the podcast. But I seriously yeah. when I was reading this morning I was going, God, I don't get it. Like yeah. I don't have a husband, who's the head of me? What do you mean? You know, like how what does that mean for me? Right, right. What is that if Christ's the head of the man, the man's the head of the woman and God is the head of Christ like I get all that, but I've got a missing link. My here.
1: big fat Greek wedding. Did you see it? Uh huh. Of course you did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of course. That's I like did. your kind of movie, right? For sure. Like how much like fun they have.
1: Belly laughing, right? For sure. So you remember that line where where she says the the husband's the head of the wife, but the wife is the neck, and the neck turns the head. So <laughs> yeah. That's, right. that's that's really, I think, what he's getting at. Yeah. Like if we could have talked about that, the 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 wife being called a helper, she's being called the same word that. David in the Psalms calls God, you know, a helper is not like, like, a oh, you help with this, you know, it's more somebody who brings you a strength that you don't have. And so I think, I think the, the biblical picture is a lot more egalitarian in, in the way that it plays out. Um, so then what does that mean
0: for a single person though?
1: For a single person? Um, I mean, it can mean a ton of things, but, 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 um, I mean, I mean, for all of us, like when when I was a single person, like somebody told me, look, in Christ, you're actually never more married than you are now, Um, because eventually this is going to give way to yeah. that right because yeah. no marriage and have like that's one that i have a hard time with yeah i really right? like her <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and, and like patty and so, still be my
0: still be my roommate if we yes, can't be married exactly, still be my roommate. seriously <laughs>
1: right? like yeah 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 so so uh we can watch sports and gilmore girls together. yeah they, that's oh, our compromise okay. so so yeah i yeah. love gilmore girls but um yeah i mean i do feel, that one. feels
0: that is very true for me i feel mm. like i had a friend recently she didn't, i'm 36 she didn't get married until she was 38 and mm-hmm. i said what do you what do you miss the most about being single like and mm-hmm. she said i miss jesus and i was like oh wow that and so the lord kind of used that to shift some things in me to go like what we have now is really special and that will probably change when you yeah. get married and so can you see what paul said about like if you can stay single stay single cuz look how great it is in a lot of ways um and so yeah. So I hear. So when you say marriage with yeah. Jesus is a thing, I mean I, I don't do that like Jesus is your boyfriend business. I think right, that's ridiculous, right, right. but I do feel like the intimacy of this relationship mm-hmm. is really special and unique and seasonal, and will change when I get married. And
1: yeah, it just it gets just more distress. The more you know, commitment we introduce into our lives, whether mm-hmm. it's you know marriage or kids or work or whatever. Yeah, the, just the more potential distractions there are from, from that ability Mm -hmm. to, but at the same time, I I would never say, Oh, Annie, you've got it so good. You know, I mean, like when I was single, I I longed to, you know, be married too. Mm -hmm. And I I think part of that, that loneliness that we feel either without marriage or the loneliness we feel inside of marriage sometimes, um, because we're not connecting like Mm -hmm. we had always dreamed we would, you know, um, That's not a sign that there's something wrong with us. That's a sign that there's something right with us because Mm -hmm. we're we're built for that connection and we're longing for something that's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. Another reason for church community. Yeah. Being regarded as covenant, not peace out for the wrong reasons because that should be a peace. family like, that right like be. Wesley Hill says if the church isn't going to be my significant other I'm hopeless like I'm, I'm uh, you know sure. who Wes Hill is yeah so he's he's gay and and you know committed to mm-hmm. being single mm-hmm. uh, and he's like I I need the church to to to, to to be my significant other like yeah. like to to be my community and mm-hmm. you know to be the person I can you know reach out to at two in the morning if, if I'm, you know, in the middle of the night anxious or whatever, yeah. you know, um, which is hard, but, but, yeah. you know, for all of us, you know, we're, we're, it's hard for us to depend on people like that. And sometimes it's hard for us to be dependent on like yeah. that, but, but if the church could really be that like it is in other places, like the Middle East, where they really need each other or like New York where, where they really okay. need each other. Right. So anyway.
0: So everyone just take a deep breath. That was really good, right? I mean, it was good and there are parts that are hard and there are times when it's right to move on to a different church and there are times when perseverance is the right thing and gosh, so much to think about. I like am going to go journal. As our friend Eddie Koffel says, that makes me want to journal so hard. So I just have a lot I still want to wrestle with from that conversation about what it looks like to grow up because you've persevered and what it looks like to love people well, what it looks like to stay when things get complicated and hard and not just in church, but in friendships and relationships and a work environment. And so I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I'm so interested in thinking about so many of the things he said. I'm going to listen again. (laughs) So, and just hear him again without sitting across the table from him. So what a good dude. I really hope you enjoy getting to know Scott. If y'all weren't already friends, you know, that's the goal of my heart, that my friends become friends with my friends. And so I really hope that you guys feel like, you know, Scott now as well. Again, he's Scott Saul's across all his internets. Um, His book, "Befriend" is the one that I really recommend you adding to your 2017 plan and just kind of going like, I'm going to read this one and partner with a lot of what it says and wrestle with what I don't love and agree with. And, And kind of love people better. Like, what if we all just made that our New Year's experiment, right? How would my life be different if I loved people that interrupted me in 2017? That's a scary question that I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask of myself. So, um, But I enjoyed, really enjoyed having Scott on the podcast. I hope you did, too. As always, the music you're hearing in the background is from our sweet friend, Ellie Holcomb. If you have not checked out her music, you totally, totally should. She is just one of the very best, and if I can do anything for you, if you need to find me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find on the internet. It's Annie F. Downs, F Downs in fancy, AnnieFDowns.com, and all my socials are Annie F. Downs. So, talk to me. How how do you feel after hearing this, and and what do you agree with, and what rubbed you wrong, and where are you about all this, and and what do you think after hearing Scott? I would, I think both of us, Scott and I, would love to hear your thoughts. So don't hesitate to tweet at us or email or Facebook or whatever makes you happy. Don't Vine us, right? Don't make a Vine video because Womp Womp, Vine is a goner. So it's very sad. But hey, listen, fun conversation, right? After all that, you know, what sounds fun to me having conversations where things kind of prickle me a little bit and make me think. And I trust the person who said it. And that is today. What a great beautiful time with scott sauls i'm so thankful so i hope you're having a great day i hope whether you're on the treadmill or the elliptical or the stair climber why or whether you're riding in your car going back and forth to school or work or whether you're like me and you're doing laundry and dishes and you got your earbuds in and you're walking around the house listening to podcasts like i do Um, I hope that we have been a fun companion for you today because I'm grateful that you're here and I've enjoyed being here too. So have a great day. Go do something that sounds fun to you and we will see you next time.